0: Yo, we are what's back. Up? Yeah, what's up? Happy Wednesday. Yep, Wednesday is here, and um, the show must go on. So disregard anything that doesn't <laughs> sound natural, because it's natural for today. Maybe one night only, maybe even extended until tomorrow, too. But sports continues. It's not going to stay there. It's, it's not static. It moves around, so we're going to move around with it. A lot still going on regardless. Baseball season's over. We already know that. We saw the new Texas Rangers, the champions of the baseball world, in the World Series ticket on the Diamondbacks. I expected it, but regardless, give them their props. Sports continues to go right. on. College basketball is here. NBA is obviously here. And because of all the moves that were made, things are a lot more interesting than they probably would have been this early in the season from the past seasons that we've had. We look at the scores and we talked about it yesterday of how you have a lot of these high scoring games 155, 146, 130. Reminds me of the freaking 80s or the, the 70s. The 80s. High scoring games in the 80s, exactly. With yeah. all of high scoring games, mm-hmm. <clears throat> man, how do you sit through that? But
1: yeah, I, I remember as I mentioned yesterday, uh, Sunday nights on ESPN, they would have double headers. And I remember games like 142, 138, yeah. 141, 135. Um, and, you know, star players would have 39 points uh, and 32 points or whatever. Uh, they used to go. It was more of an up-and-down game back then, whereas now they're shooting threes. And you got a lot of great shooters, and if they get hot, you know, those scores are going to go up because
0: they're knocking down threes. Yeah, and no one's playing defense either. It's like the Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> out there. The running gun, just running up and down the court. You know, that old Denver Douglas team from years ago that used to just run up and down the court. Or even that college basketball Troy State team, when it was Troy State instead of Troy, where they scored over 200 points in the game at one point at one time. So it's Loyola Marymount, little, hey, Loyola Marymount shooting, same thing. Shooting
1: under seven seconds.
0: Bad oh, shot, no matter. Just shoot it. Chuck it. Yep, the old Bo Kimble <laughs> and Hank Gathers team. Just flying and mm-hmm. just running those points up, and they did it all the way into the tournament. You know, they, they I think they played Portland State, that's the game that Hank passed away in. But then, you know, they they continued to win, and then they ran into that UNLV team that would not be denied. But they still put up some points before they went down fighting. You know what I mean? It was an emotional time, they did, they but did, they were fun to watch. Oh, man,
1: come on, because hellfire. Even if their shots weren't falling, they weren't playing any defense, so
0: the other team was getting layups. <laughs> I hate to see their practices, man. What kind of <laughs> whispers would they do? They were doing suicides. That was their practice. They wouldn't Probably. even shoot. Yep. that was it. Yeah. 11 they 9 sevens.
1: It. You know what those are? What? 11-9-7s?
0: I don't know what those are.
1: You go back and forth one time, that's one. You do it 11 times, but you have to do it within a certain time limit. Oh, okay. And then, then you go down to nine, then seven, then five, then three, then one. Eleven, nine, sevens. Man, I that's worse than
0: suicides. It's worse than suicides. I'm about to say because do all basketball teams do that? Because of all the sports I've played, I had not played organized basketball, so and I've watched practices and all that, but I never really paid. I look at the suicides. I've seen people do the suicides. I know coaches. I watch their practices, but that yeah. what you're talking about, I haven't seen that. For but, me, it was
1: it was all suicides. I played in grade school in my hometown. Then I moved to Indianapolis. I played in middle school. It was all suicides. But then when I got to high school, uh, that's when I found (laughs) 1197s. It Um, found you. (laughs) But I didn't practice. Well, yeah. I didn't practice at other high schools or with other high schools. So I don't know if they were doing them. I just know they
0: did it at my high school. Man, you know what though? When it came down to crunch time, these guys' legs were still there unless they overdid it in practice and then got to the game and didn't have much left. But yo, know, I can see that basketball is one of those cardio games, anyways. I mean, it's aerobic, it's not anaerobic, it can be if you're running too damn much. But, anyways, you know, that loyola Maramont team scored like they were, the old Denver Nuggets team mm-hmm. was doing a lot of the same. And yeah, man, yeah. These when, t- when
1: you're conditioned in basketball and you do not get tired you have a big advantage. I mean, of course, everyone's going to take a blow here and there, but if you can go up and down all day, I mean, even if the other team's better than you, they get tired because they're not in condition. And you know what they say, fatigue makes cowards out of all of us. And I'm not saying that that makes
0: them cowards, but they have less effort to give. And they do a lot less when they're that tired, man. You can see it in their eyes. They're hoping that you don't continue to do what you're doing. And yes, man, that dude's him. still running down because shit, man. Right, you know what? Exactly. They'll give you that Apollo Creed looking at Rocky, get up and Rocky one like, <laughs> damn. But you stay down, man. Right, that's what look at. Him. You know, I, I understand damn. that. Same thing in boxing. When you look at somebody across the ring and they look like they're fresh as a daisy, even if they're playing the mind game as if they are tired when they really are, it just plays mind games with you. Yeah, basketball, definitely something that you probably wouldn't think about it immediately, but when you think about it in reality in reality, that kind of running up and down the court, and people get tired. We get lost in those games. For people who don't play basketball in the regular, you probably get lost in those games, seeing these teams go up and down the court, and don't even think about the conditioning that's involved with these right. guys doing it. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: I mean, for 140 some points to be scored in an NBA game, uh, they're going up and down. Yeah. Even even shooting threes, they they got to get a lot of shots up to score that
0: many points. And for a team like the Celtics that scored 155 the other night, they're a defensive (laughs) team. Bro, they're a defensive team, man. They're scoring like They did their job defensively, too. That's what I'm saying. They're playing the defensive side. Yeah. (laughs) You get discouraged, man. You see them doing it on the defensive end, and then they're running up past you to to score. All you can do is just go to the bench and get yelled at by your coach, and that's probably (laughs) what happened. But, yeah, we're we're obviously Uh going to talk some basketball because it's – it's pretty much basketball season all over the place, but college football still reigning supreme. The NFL still here. You know, the next weekend NFL football starting on Thursday night, you know, the Chicago Bears taking on the Panthers. But right now, as it stands, well, college football made their vote yesterday. The F of uh, the college football for the playoffs made their vote, and you still have Ohio State at number one, which I expected. You still have Georgia, even though they play Missouri well. And I think it was an excellent Missouri team that didn't get the credit they deserved, but they beat them the way they should have. So they have that name on their resume now, the same way Ohio State has Penn State's name on their resume. The odd team out so far in terms of that marquee name is Michigan and in Florida State in terms of the marquee name. And in the ACC, there aren't any marquee names to play anymore for Florida State. Right. Um, And the other news is
1: uh, supposedly – the NCAA or big 10 could suspend Jim Harbaugh as soon as tomorrow and find him. I don't know wow. if they will do that. I don't know. I hear there's talk of Michigan lawyering up, uh, you know, try and get injunctions to get this against the suspension. They're in the they're critical part of their schedule. They have Penn state this week, Ohio state in a couple weeks. Um, they
0: need their coach. <laughs> yeah, you can't get away with that first couple of games of the season they did this year when right. Jim Harbaugh and the defensive coordinator were gone and they were you would stay... You would think they
1: need him. But uh, Michigan, they had to respond to the allegations by today. And I saw a report saying that they, they uh, submitted a 10-page report um, discussing why Jim Harbaugh should not be suspended, why there shouldn't be any penalties or, or whatever, uh, we have to see what the you know how the Big Ten or NCAA responds um, you know there's been word of there's there's a travel they had a travel budget, they had tickets to all these games but it, has there been concrete evidence released you know so we don't know what the NCAA knows, but if there's talk of them them suspending him, they must have something And like I said last week, if the school rescinded his extension offer,
0: they, they know, know something. something too. Yeah, they know something. This reminds me a little bit of the Deshaun Watson deal where Cleveland gave him all that money. I was like, man, the only reason why they could give him all that money and guarantee it is they have to know something and come to find out they didn't really know anything. So it made it like yeah. a stupid decision, spending all that money in a player that he still was cloudy about. <clears throat> But even more, adding more to this Michigan debacle, because that's what it's turning out to be, is their star running back, Blake Corum. He's now a little bit in the mix because the person who had gotten this, the staffer, it's Connor Stallions. He's the one that's kind of gotten this into the limelight and everyone's focusing on Michigan because of what he's been doing. He's kind of the lead guy, stealing signals and going to the games, getting the tickets. Well, now he opens up an LLC it has Blake Corham's name on it. Blake says, I don't know anything about it. Word. <laughs> Do you? Do you not? <laughs> they started an LLC called BC2 Housing LLC. Blake Corham is on there. Stallions is on there. And some other, I think somebody else is on there. He said he doesn't know anything about it. I, now, that's criminal. That, that seems to be the
1: Michigan way.
0: Yeah, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. What, what, are, you, what are you talking about? right? I know nothing about it. I know nothing. And Corbin says, I got my lawyers on top of it. With that kind of rhetoric, your lawyer might be Jim Harbaugh. Just say you know what you (laughs) say. I'm I'm like, what the heck is going on? The more they dig, the more these issues come out. So uh, this, it was a Jim Harbaugh, it was a Stuyall's thing, and maybe even other staff members. Now you're talking about players who may be in the middle of it, maybe not, but if nothing else, Stuyall's is in trouble if he did use Blake Corbin's name without his permission and has him on an LLC, but that doesn't sound quite right. I think that Blake had to have known something. He's down with this thing. He just knows that everything's kind of imploding, and he just wants to find a way out. Yeah, that that doesn't make any sense.
1: Like some some entrepreneur wannabe says, you know what? I'm going to add LeBron James to my LLC, and we're going (laughs) to blow up. (laughs) You know, that's
0: not going to go well. You're going to get a cease and desist right away, man. Immediately. (laughs) And then some handcuffs. Forget the cease and desist. You were just blatant (laughs) with what you did. (laughs) You just knew. But this is what's going on in Michigan right now. And I know that it can be a distraction off the field, obviously. On the field, could it really? Are the other teammates out there thinking that there's going to be something that's going on? Do they really think, Coach might not be here, so we might not be able to handle it? even though they did it on a lighter scale in the beginning of the season when he missed the first three games, which should have been four. I don't know. I just hope
1: that if they lose to Penn State, that that isn't the narrative. Oh, they lost because of the the, the distractions, yeah, the science-stealing nah. science scandal. I mean, when you show up to play on Saturday, you put all that shit to the side. You, put you got it. it. You. And, and if not, if you lose because you're distracted, well, that's
0: your own fault. That's on you. These are supposedly aspiring NFL players for the future. And just like NFL players, when it becomes their job, they're able to compartmentalize and be able to, whatever nonsense is going on off the field, you're still able to get on the field and do the job that you were paid to do. And there's not much of a drop-off, if any drop-off at all. And this is what these guys guys on this high level, who Michigan does have quite a few NFL uh, possibilities and draft picks going into the draft, you think they would do the same, especially with other bigger teams. You know, mm-hmm. They're not the first team to get in trouble anyhow and still continue to win. You know, right. um, in basketball, I was talking about talk just yesterday and seeing that UNLV team that always had issues, always had issues, but they rallied around one another. They still won a national championship or even still kept their names in the limelight and were still winning on a high level. Well, we've seen football teams, that, that SMU team from years back who eventually had gotten the death penalty, they were still playing well until that death penalty. And there was a lot of investigating going mm-hmm. on back then.
1: And, you know, the opposite could be true also. They could come out with a chip on their shoulder, a me against the world mentality, and just That's true. pound Penn State.
0: We, we, we've got to see what happens, see how yeah. they respond. Because Penn State is one of those teams, man. I think the Big Ten, I've said this past season, i said it throughout the season, the top three teams in the Big Ten, I believe, are better than the top three teams in the SEC, which is the dominant conference over the past several years, in fact, almost plural when it comes to decades where these championships are concerned. Um, LSU, well, what used to be LSU, Georgia and Alabama, I don't think that they're equal. I don't think they're equal to or better than um, Penn State or uh, Ohio State or Michigan. I think those right. pretty- if,
1: if you rank the six schools, you either go Michigan or Ohio State one, Yeah. Georgia two, Michigan or Ohio State three, and then probably Penn State
0: four Penn State. before Bama. Before even Bama. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. And getting back to all of this voting that was done yesterday that kept Ohio State number one just like they were last week, nothing did change in the top four because you still have Ohio State as number one. You still have Bama. I'm so used to seeing Bama up there. You have Georgia at number two. Should get used to that. They're the ones who were doing the repeat, looking for the three-peat. Michigan, who I thought should have been number one for the beginning of the season with their returning quarterback, they're at number three. Florida State, probably obviously the weak link when you look at it, you know, I mean, generally speaking, because of the conference, the ACC just isn't the yeah. big thing. Just isn't. Plus the they, they've had some close games. You know, they went exactly OT, OT with Clemson, and, and they have. And they just won this past week against Pittsburgh. Got off to a sluggish start, but they were missing their playmakers at the receiver spot. you know, specifically Coleman, Keon Coleman was missing, who once played for Michigan State. So, but anyways, and they still were able to pull it off. And this Saturday, they're playing in their rivalry game against. Miami, which we will be at that game, just in case you all didn't know, you can find out. You better ask somebody. We're going to be at that game on Saturday and see how that goes down. I'm looking for Miami to get the upset, but I'm going to feel like Mm -hmm. when I leave that game, I will be the one upset. So that's what's going to happen. So that's what I'm thinking right now. I'm still going to roof my cane. I hope hope the Hurricanes are able to keep it
1: close, if not somewhat close. You know, if the game's over, if the oh game's God. over five minutes into the third quarter, it'll be disappointing, but man, um, cool. I, I'm going for for Chief Osceola and Renegade for the most yeah, part. We, we'll and, be there early and enough. We'll
0: we be, <clears throat> we be there early enough to watch Chief, Chief Osceola uh, go out there and throw this spear to the ground, Renegade on top of Renegade. You know, I've seen it a couple of times. I've been on the ground floor for it, man. You know what? You don't have to be a, a a Florida State fan to enjoy that kind of a thing. You know what I mean? It's just one of those historical things or just one of those college football-esque kind of things you see. You know, it's almost like um looking at Texas when they have uh, – well, which one of them has Debo? I think yeah, Texas has Debo or even watch Oklahoma. Bebo, Bebo, sure Bebo. Bebo, right? Bebo. Bebo. Yeah, Debo. Debo, Debo. right? Debo. Debo the one your, coaching the Clemson. Give me your clipboard. <laughs> give me a clipboard on Friday. But, you know, you look at these these kinds of traditions, that's definitely one that you need to see in person. And even, you know, even though he's passed away, watching Bobby Bowden and his practices in the Ivy Tower, that was another thing that I got a chance to watch at one point. <laughs> you know, Bobby-
1: I just want to say right quick, usually we don't promote ourselves, we don't promote the show, but um, if you're interested, follow us on Facebook, we'll be going live. Um, it's gonna be quite an experience. I, I can't wait for Saturday, man. I'm oh, like yeah, absolutely,
0: time. man. Man, I think that dick is helping. <laughs> 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 you gotta have the bottle left. Yeah, that dick is helping, but yeah, man. We're gonna go live a couple of times before the game. Oh, yeah. The oh game, yeah, hold bro.
1: on, hold on. I said follow us, but you gotta follow look for sports bag bros. Yes, that's, that's the name of the podcast. That's the name of the uh the page on
0: Facebook. Sports yeah, exactly. bag bros. And we have guys who, who interact with us on that page, you know, from time yeah. to time, at least liking you know all I'm that. I'm saying if
1: people are new, just just watching this, or they want to see what it's like, you know, maybe they don't know Chief Osceola
0: and Renegade. Yeah. You know, a diehard sports yeah, It's a sight to see, I'll tell you that. It is going to be a sight to see in person. It's one thing, right. and you know, if you've gone to a lot of events in your life, whether it was boxing, football, or whatever, being in person is almost always the – is different. I mean, you can get hyped up at home watching your favorite team play against a top Mm -hmm. team and you do get hyped up, but in person, man, and then you have the energy from the other people who are there kind of interfering or not even interfering, but it's kind of energizing you as well, depending on what part of the aisle you're on when you go to these games, you know, because, and I went to the last Miami Florida state game was when Kyle Wright was there and Florida state won that game on Memorial day, Labor day night. And that was, Whatever, man. As I was you know beating, saying, was Memorial Day little... and, yeah, and Memorial Josh Day. Purdy, <laughs> Josh Purdy, right? This, but, bro. Hey, you
1: mentioned boxing. If you're going to boxing to to box to a boxing event, make sure you're close. Because if you're not close, you don't hear the sound of the punches. You can't tell if the punches land clean. It's better to stay at home, especially if it's a big fight. If you're just going to go, then yes, go enjoy yourself. But you'll see if you're not close. You don't. If you can't hear the punches landing, if you don't see the punches landing, you know there's a lot of times if you watch boxing, punches will go over guys' head and the crowd goes, "Ooh, Ooh yeah." That's because they can't see. They're so far away. Yeah, they, from their perspective, it looks like you landed. You're sitting at home like, and they didn't even land. What's wrong with the crowd? It's because they can't hear the punches and they can't see the punches.
0: And it's just like the reason why the referees are around the ring. They're not all just sitting next to each other watching the fight. They're in different judges. parts of the ring so they can watch and see the ones because that's judges. why you might get a varying, a varying scorecard because you've got a ref that's over there, then a ref that's over uh, – um, judge, Judges, right? Judges, yeah. judges. Judge, I'm trying there, to help man. you. I think it's COVID, <laughs> man. I, I tell you what. it got to be COVID, man. My memory's like shot. I feel like one of these old Rocky 12 movies. <laughs> I hope <laughs> you know? not. Yeah. But either way, I mean, yeah, the boxing match. Another thing, if you wanted to for at least just to throw out the – if you go to a boxing match, especially a big one, I went to Roy Jones's third fight against Antonio Tarver, and hey, Michael Buffer's in there. You know, you hear like woo, 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 woo. you don't know anything, you can't hear anything, but on television, <laughs> you're hearing "Let's get ready to rumble," and everybody knows yeah. how it sounds. But when right. you're in person, you do not hear it like that. So don't fool yourself when you decide to go to one of these big fights, and Michael Buffer happens to be there, and you've been waiting around just to join in on "Let's get ready to rumble." You can't really hear it. You just hear a bunch of noise. You hear the bell ring. Like, what? What happened? Exactly. That's, say, that's Let's get a rumble. In, in the rumble. <laughs> it You're like, uh, okay, but well, uh, but anyways, another back story in for another day, getting back to that college football. I tell you, the top four teams that are still there, according to with the uh, the college football uh, playoffs, and they're still teams on the outside. We, we can't
1: sleep on Washington. About their defense Washington. might be suspect, but their offense. The offense lighting it up.
0: But yeah. now, their offense lighted up because USC is that bad. The reason why Alex Grinch, before Christmas, was fired as defensive coordinator. The Grinch lost his job. And so, I mean, the defense was horrible last but year. It it was horrible yeah, this year. USC's not the only team they lit up, though. They've lit up, they've lit up a lot of teams. Now, right. um, Michael Penix did have a game in which he had over 200 yards, close to 300 yards, and no touchdowns, no interceptions. Now, that's not saying that he's a bad quarterback, but there's times when it could stagnate a bit and it comes with the better teams. And the Pac-12 over the past several years hasn't been looked at as a conference with the better teams. What happens when they play against a Big Ten team or play against an SEC team or even just a, a good team period that's not from one of those, the SEC or the Big Ten, maybe Florida State if they play them. But either way, I think that that is that's why they play the games. That's why they play the games. They're number five right now. Number six is Oregon. Those two played one another already. Oregon Mm -hmm. lost that game and had every opportunity to win. And it was in Washington. So the the coach screwed it up. Yeah, the coach screwed it up because he has the he has the goodwill to be able to go for things he don't have to go to, you know, go and do, you know, taking chances that he doesn't have to take. But being with his pedigree, you know, coming from the SEC, getting his first head coaching job. And, you know, he has that goodwill, and the team is playing well. And then, of course, you move down the line. I think there were some people complaining because Alabama is still at number eight. And the reality is they're still behind Texas because of the head-to-head matchup. Sorry. That's Mm -hmm. the only way. If there was nothing else to differentiate between the two teams, you have to go with the team that won. And the team that won, regardless of how early in the season it might have been, and even though they both are one-loss teams now, you still right. got to give a nod to the head-to-head matchup winner. That's Texas. So as long as Texas is still winning and Alabama still pacing them, at least right now, I don't think Alabama can jump over them until the SEC championship game when they take on Georgia if they do not lose will still either be number two or maybe yeah. number one. Yeah,
1: they'd have to do something massive to justify jumping over Texas. Beating Georgia, I think, would
0: suffice. Yeah, because I think people think that this is – this. I hear Bama fans, and I understand the bias they have for being Bama fans or the bias that any fan would have for their team. But Alabama seems like they've always happened to get their way when they needed it, except for last year when Nick was pretty much crying on TV trying to get in, and he didn't get in. But they just believe that, why can't we jump Texas? We're better than Texas. You didn't prove that you were better than Texas when you played Texas at your house. You got one of the biggest beatings you've gotten in the Nick Saban era in your house against Texas. It's not like
1: Texas kicked the last second field goal to win. They were in control of
0: that game, yeah. Now things are different. I mentioned Jalen Moreau is playing much better as a quarterback now. The defense is absolutely phenomenal right now. But when you had your opportunity, you didn't do anything. So you have to wait for these things to happen. And guess what? I think some of these things will happen because Ohio State and Michigan have to play one another. So there's going to be some movement there. There's still a Big 12 championship game. So there may happen, you know, some things may happen there. Look what happened to TCU last season, lost to Kansas State when they were supposed to be in a shoe in as an undefeated team, getting an opportunity at a college championship in the playoffs. But, you know, those things can happen. So Bama still has a way there. It's just that there's a lot more navigating the terrain than they want.
1: Right, and if Ohio State and Michigan are undefeated when they play each other, it could be
0: that the loser just falls to three or four. Yep. You know why you could say that? Because that's what happened when Alabama might have beaten Georgia or Georgia might have beaten Alabama. They didn't fall too far out because the games were pretty close to where they might have dropped enough just to still be within that top four to go into the playoffs. So, But I think – Yeah,
1: the only thing is if you got an undefeated Florida State and Washington,
0: I I don't know how you can justify keeping them out. Exactly, because I thought one of the sticking points and the reason why they have it the way they have it now is to prevent what happened when people were complaining about Nebraska getting into the championship game years ago and without being conference champions. And they tried to make up for it all these years later. Like right now, you need to be a conference champ in order to get in. Well, Alabama has lost the SEC championship game, just fell a couple, and they were still in the mix. And it shouldn't have been based on the letter of the law they're trying to force. But, and, but right now, I think... Florida State, if it comes down to strength of schedule, I don't think Florida State has enough on there for them to still make their case with Penn State and Ohio State and Michigan being as good as they are, and then Alabama or even LSU and Georgia and other SEC teams. Mm -hmm. Ole Miss coming to um, Athens this week to play Georgia, another big name they can knock off and help solidify their spot as a number two team and probably get a chance to jump over if Ohio State has another start like they did against Rutgers this past weekend.
1: Yeah, it's going to be real interesting. We're getting down to crunch time, you know, last few weeks. Uh, got some big games on the horizon. Um, a lot of games to look forward to. Uh, I'm excited for this Saturday, but the college scene overall is exciting. And man, and we got to keep
0: our eye on it. Go to Dope Campbell Stadium, as huge as it is. First of all, it's cavernous, as you don't know what, like the Grand Canyon, and every seat is filled. and It's going to be that way for Miami, whether it's a good or bad Miami team. Just the hatred that's in this, the good hatred that's in Are the they population. bleachers? Are they bleacher seats? Um, yeah they, they got ble- yeah, they got bleacher seats. Okay, I was just yeah. curious. You know what. <laughs> Uh, see, I don't want to say it like I had some type of real privilege, but I never had to sit in the bleachers. I was either on the sidelines or in the press box. <laughs> they had seats in the press box, but I rather have been on the sideline walking out there, just standing out there. you know. But you still look at the crowd you're down and like, man, this crowd really has an effect on this game. And you feel the ground shaking when they all really got it going on. I'm like, Mm-hmm. Man, we talk about a home field advantage, and I know that it's not just man, a
1: school for Florida state. I, I know when, when that band goes. I know it's gonna be on, man. First time <laughs> I hear go. that, it's
0: gonna be on. Like Ali would say, I'll get my soul together with those hundred thousand <laughs> brothers. Screaming Ali Boomaye. <laughs> That's what they'll be doing out there <laughs> on Saturday at <laughs> Dope Cable Stadium at Bobby Bowden Field, by the way. They named the field after him. But, yeah, this is going to be a whole lot to watch. And, and, by the way, I know people still want to make take shots at Deion Sanders. And I know right now he says, Shadua isn't going to go pro next year. He's going to probably stay for another year. Well, he's saying he's staying for another year. And, you know, I don't know, man. I, people have been waiting for a while to say these types of things to Coach Prime because they didn't give their a chance in the first three games of the season. Now they see how it's going. And there's – I mean – it's just feel when it comes
1: to his kids, man. He's starting to sound a little like LeVar Ball. It, it, it shouldn't be his decision, it shouldn't be up to him. Well, if you your know he wants to leave,
0: let him go. Well, I, but I'm, I'm wondering, on the other hand, did Shadow say no, I don't want to leave? He just conveyed the message because he's that's true. He you know, now if he's the one making the decision, yeah, that's that LeVar Ball vibe, you know. Yeah. What a but he, he's saying
1: it like it's fact and you know. If it's my son, I'd be like, I've talked to him, uh, he's weighing his decisions. Maybe you go ask him and you get his his perspective. You know, it's his decision. I'm
0: not gonna say if he's staying or going. Yeah, Coach Palm probably should let the people know or say, you know, my son, I spoke to my son and you kind of tell him what the decision was. Don't say it as if it's your decision that was made and he had no say so in it. And, you know, if he were drafted this year, and I think even next year, I don't know, you know, I don't want to look like or sound like one of these haters. I don't think he's a first-rounder, let alone a number one pick overall. But, you know, he's he's gotten better because he has better talent around him. But still, that consistency with reading defenses, one game you're like, finally, he's reading from left to right, and he's making the plays, and he's getting the, making the decisions, even in a losing calls, and he's showing some leadership. And then the next game, it's not like that anymore. Now, is it because he's getting sacked so often with that terrible offensive line, or is he still having problems throwing that ball? By the way, Coach Prime, you still haven't won an HBCU championship. Just last December, you lost to South Carolina State with your son who stumped his foot against South Carolina State. Two consecutive celebration bowls in which he did not do well, and then he gets to college and plays well for, in the beginning, and now he's kind of looking a little bit like I saw the previous two seasons. I think people are jumping on him who have not watched him play at Jackson State or they jumped on the bandwagon in the second year instead of the first year. He's made improvement. I'm not saying he didn't. The point is, is that I don't see a first round talent. I've seen a first round talent come out of the HBCU ranks. And that was Steve McNair. He was better than division one, a quarterbacks for what I saw out there in that football field back in 1992, the best quarterback I've seen in person In college, to this day. Well, we talked about it yesterday, right? And, again, it
1: could be there's a lot of film on him now. And and D coordinators know how to slow him down, maybe how to confuse him. Um, You know, Oregon really put it on him. So I'm sure whoever they play, they go to that Oregon tape. And then they say, well, maybe we don't quite have the athletes, so let's look at another tape. Let's see what Colorado State did, um, you know. Let's see what Arizona did. Um, so, I, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of that going on. And, and who knows? You got Harbaugh saying that Rutgers and Ohio State conspired. <laughs> put them- all you know, all the coaches in the Pac-12 are conspiring. Hey, this is what we saw here. You you watch this video and you figure out what you can do with it. The- who knows if that's going on? Man, in Pop Warner, we pounded so many teams. We won a state championship. When we went to to uh, the Midwest championship, mm-hmm. after the game, we found out that four of the towns, we were playing a uh, team from Indiana. We're uh, Illinois. We're in Indiana. But we found that four towns sent film of their games against us to that team to help them to beat us.
0: Even on that level, so you already know when dudes are getting paid millions of dollars. That is a whole lot more. If you're telling eleven and twelve year old kids, man, come on, (laughs) that's as grime as it gets. I understand you want to win, man, and I see how.
1: As opposed to what our coach did, he went to the game, he videoed the team, and then we he videoed the game, and then we broke down the film ourselves. We didn't have nobody send stuff to us, and, and it was just one game we had film on.
0: See, maybe you are just hated. You know, the winners are always hated. So where everybody that you've beaten the car you left in your path, they all come and come together and try to put a Voltron thing on you for feet and legs, arms and body, and I'll form the head. They're trying to go after this guy. Yeah, and, well, you know, that's that's grimy, though, man. But hey, that's just the way it goes in, in competition because they do the same thing in literally world, literally, World Series. Now they was cheating with Danny Amante. But there's been times when people are just doing these investigations and going deep, like with him. They went as far as going to the Dominican Republic, man, to get his freaking, <laughs> get relatives. Yeah, just I remember. About I remember there being stories too. I don't know if
1: it was Florida or California, maybe both. Texas uh, adults are betting on the kids' games, man. That's that's crazy. That that's just
0: that's that's way out there. Well, Luke Camp, Luther Campbell, former Luke, you know, two live crew. He talked about how they gambled on pop water football down in Miami, Miami and the state of Florida down in South Florida is a different brand of football. That's why there's so many savages that come out of there. Those guys are so, they play so much different football. I think Jacksonville plays the second closest in terms of the way the football is played and how good players are to what Miami, and you know, you, you don't even call it Miami. You say South Florida because Lauderdale is also included, and then even probably West Palm beach to a degree, you know, but anyways, um. Yeah, they they bet on games down there. Luke made it clear a few times, and I, I, I believe he was correct. That's crazy, That's crazy man, man. Yeah, and, man. And you see the way even the moms get into the games and how they speak to their kids. The way a coach in, in the NFL probably don't speak to the players, <clears throat> cursing them out the whole deal, man. That's why these guys grow up as dogs and get into the league because they just they they made for it, you know. Yeah. so that, man. But anyways, woo. We got a lot going on college football wise, man. So hopefully, you know, yesterday
1: was weird, man. It was Tuesday night, no football. There was no
0: NBA either. No NBA. Yeah, I noticed that NBA. yesterday. Yeah, one or two games. What the no, hell? I don't know what the deal was. Maybe you know, yeah. you know, I I, I, can't, I can't. Maybe they. I don't know. Maybe they thought <laughs> baseball would still be going on when they made the schedule. Maybe there might have been a baseball game that they felt. Then right. why have games on Monday night when you know there's Monday night football? Yeah, it that doesn't make sense. Maybe they looked at the Monday night football schedule, Maybe, <laughs> they it, yes. hey, but they didn't know going really to out. <laughs> Um, yeah,
1: I'm sure they're going to have a ton of games tomorrow night. Oh yeah, no, they'll have Bears all, and both, Panthers. They they ain't stopping nobody.
0: And you know what? And it also gave a lot of shine to the college basketball games yesterday. I mean, there were some college basketball games. The games I was looking at, you know, the uh, the one I was looking forward to. We talked about it yesterday. Was St. John's going out playing Stony Brook? <laughs> 1 by 16. I know everybody doesn't want to watch St. John's, but I'm thinking they're looking more at Rick Patino and what he could do with this team after what he's done with Iona for the time he was there. That team was formidable. It wasn't just one of these small schools that just was a pest. They were actually winning games and winning, scoring a lot of points. Rick back yeah, I didn't see
1: them. any games that piqued my interest, so I ended up watching Webner on Prime, the Chuck Webner story. It was oh, pretty good. You. So I didn't watch that. Yeah, it was pretty good you know he he claims he's the real Rocky yeah um yeah. and but he went to prison and when he was in prison he says hey come with me he's like where are we going he's like just come with me Sylvester Stallone's here he wants him. he wants to see you and he had met Sylvester Stallone mm-hmm. uh supposedly they try to get him into Rocky too but when he read he was he was trash so <laughs> they they couldn't they couldn't even put him in the movie, but he thought he's getting screwed, and um, so he goes and they're filming Lockup, and Chuck Webner's like, "Oh, this motherfucker! Now I go to prison now. He's making a prison movie." And according to Chuck, <laughs> now Lockup has nothing to do with 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 uh, a boxer or anything like that, but just prison. According <laughs> to Chuck, yeah. With, he stole my life story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In several oh. movies. Oh man, it, it's crazy. I'm pretty sure he got a a, a, a payout.
0: You know, I think I, may have I don't ahead. know
1: how much or what, but it's just funny, you know, to hear him say, uh, "I'm the real Rocky," and there may be some truth to it, but uh, he he's been holding on to that for a long time. He's been, yeah, he about it.
0: Huh? It's just like, just like him knocking Muhammad Ali down was as flukish and freakish as phony as crap. Stepped on his foot and he still stands over him like he did a real knockdown. On, I'm not gonna believe anything Chuck Webner says, Anna, anything. But <laughs> this is the Bayonne bleeder. Bayonne is in Jersey. I mean, it might be South Jersey, which is close to Philadelphia. But some people say it was Joe Frazier's story, who actually yes. was from Philly and who actually was working at a slaughterhouse. Which, which Rocky was doing, punching the meat and all that. You know it was what I mean? a combination because
1: Joe actually won the title. Joe won the title. Yeah. And on top of that, I think Joe he did probably, He probably
0: grabbed from Joe from from Webner, put them together. And, and isn't there a story, if not true, that Joe Frazier did get an opportunity to, to be in the Rocky movie outside of initially just doing the handshake in the beginning of the fight. But I heard he did break one of Stallone's ribs. Really? I don't rough. remember that. I heard the story that he roughed him up a little bit and that's pretty much the end of it. You know, I know Dolph Lundgren put him in the I hospital. Dolph Lundgren almost killed him. <laughs> Literally <laughs> almost killed him. His freaking heart started swelling <laughs> up and he hit his yeah, chest it, Hit his chest, they said. Yeah, man. That's man, you don't look That's that crazy.
1: Big. Yeah, maybe maybe Drago
0: should have should have been a boxer, but he was a kickboxer and a championship kickboxer. Oh, was he? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. The ironic part was years later, after Rocky Way past Rocky, he was still doing his competitive kickboxing. And for some reason, this is my first time getting a chance to see him in kickboxing. I'm expecting some Drago work, he'll like trash in there. I'm like, wait a minute, what happened here? You know, what I mean, I know it's choreographed, it's a movie, but I'm expecting a little bit more from him. But he was also an older fighter back then, I haven't seen any of his. I guess, prime years as a kickboxer. But yeah, man, he did win some championships as a kickboxer. And he what was a lot lighter.
1: What do you think about the Creed movies?
0: You know what? I, I don't watch them. I, just,
1: I like the first one. There's two and three. I thought were just too outrageous.
0: I had a trip out west a couple years ago, and it was like a four or five-hour flight. And I threw it in there because someone's told me for a <laughs> while to throw it in and to watch it. Oh. And it just wasn't what I I don't know probably because it wasn't a Rocky movie. I didn't even for a while, I, I didn't even know it was part of the franchise, I thought it was just something completely separate, but it's part of the freaking Rocky franchise, right?
1: right.
0: And so, I, and the reason why I find that out is because I go on some of these trivia things they have on the internet and I'm just asking about Rocky, I'm like, bro, I know everything about Rocky. And we're going through and I'm just knocking it down, and they start asking questions about Apollo uh, um, Creed, you know, Adonis Creed. I'm like. Who is that? Who the hell is that? He's Adonis Creed. <laughs> That's what I was asking because I hadn't seen it, the- <clears throat> and I was like, "Who is that?"
1: Like, the, the one thing I didn't like is that there was no mention or no scenes of Apollo's real children. Or well, not his real children, because I guess Adonis you the one from his movie. real child, the two kids. But yeah, the ones from
0: he had with his wife. Yeah. They're they're nowhere to be found. They're they're out the window. (laughs) You know, I mean, you you can point out a lot of things that might have, you can point out some things from the Rocky franchise or even other movies. Like, for instance, in Rocky, you know, he was completely brain damaged and couldn't fight anymore in Rocky 5 with Tommy Morrison. But then in Rocky 6, you know what? Everything's cool. We let him fight again. Try knocking me down. Exactly. (laughs) He's like brain dead, having these flashbacks, having these headaches. It is like, oh, you can't fight anymore because you have brain damage. Okay, your brains don't regenerate cells, so you're not going to get rid of brain damage. That's ridiculous. And then he goes into his uh, Rocky Six. Well, everything's good. With tw- 10 rounds with a champ. <laughs> Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, Tony
1: no Tarver was disappointing that
0: night. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? To balance it out, he broke his hand. So that kind of gave you a little uh, bit more, yeah. made it more believable. Yeah, and his hard
1: ass. Yeah,
0: that's, I forgot about that. Incidentally, he went, to, he went the distance with the champ. You know, incidentally though, Burt Sugar, as you know, was in that movie, and he was telling me about the movie before it came out. He's like, "You better not tell anybody this," and he was going to tell me the ending. He's like, "I'm going to tell you what happened," but I was like, oh, "All right." He said, "But you can't tell anybody about it." And he gives me what had happened, and I was like, "So," uh-huh. I thought, from him telling me, I thought it was a boring storyline. You know, they made, it, they made it believable, making him break his hand, and he went, to, you know, ten rounds at the champ and all that stuff. And I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. But watching it, I actually liked it. I, watched, I like Rocky Six. I guess the nostalgia with Spider Rico involved in a cuffing Link inside the bull. Yeah. You know, they're now big turtles, and you know turtles can live forever. So it's legitimate to believe. But <laughs> back in '76, when the movie was made, <laughs> they're still around. And they're like, no bro, it, it's Rocky it's
1: came out in 76? '76, the first one. Damn, I didn't know it was that
0: remember it was the bicentennial 76.
1: Okay, oh, that's right, you're right. Yep, all uh, right, moving on. You got it all right,
0: Alex. To to <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, anyways, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers last night, last week, they started off the week, uh, football, Thursday night football played against the Titans. Will Levis tried to go out there and duplicate what he did the previous week. Well, the Steelers end up pulling it off, Dante Johnson mixed. Um, Makes the game-winning touchdown, but George Pickens is doesn't his body language. He's not happy about the win because he didn't get the ball enough. He had negative one yards receiving, so he doesn't care about the win. He cares about his numbers. That's a bad look, man.
1: It is a bad look. Um, <laughs> pouting after a win is never a good look.
0: Never, exactly. Um, and then it goes Somebody's
1: got to get in his ear and and tell him, "Hey, you can't act like
0: that." Well, what brought attention to it is that he went onto to his social media. I think Instagram started erasing everything from Pittsburgh. You think people are going to notice that for the fans you do have? Because he's played right. pretty well this season. He's had a couple of hundred-yard-plus games this season. But this game here, he had Is, it he a con, it is his job. contract
1: up at the end of the year? I,
0: I don't know. You know what? He keeps because this if up. it's
1: not, there's no point in deleting it. He's not going anywhere.
0: I, man, that's a guy in his feelings unbelievable come on man you're a dude in your feelings you're a good player yourself i'm not gonna say he's not but come on man you're going about it the wrong way you gotta win everybody celebrating because it's a big win and you're like whatever man i get my yards. yeah that's a terrible look man it's going through what the skills have been going through with the tough wins try to get wins to begin with uh all i can think of is maybe
1: he's been entitled his most of his
0: life and that's three quarters of the nfl
1: and maybe oh, the same the same with the NBA and other sports. I, I, I can't relate to that, so I really I don't know. Um I'm trying yeah. not to really bash him, but
0: I mean, get out your feelings, sissy. The, well, yeah, that's good not bashing them. Sweet. <laughs> you know, I tell you, man, look, I play semi-pro ball and we had a team that didn't win a lot. I'm not gonna call them bad because they'll watch the video saying you why are you shouting us out because everybody else called us bad too. But anyways. You know, I was out there, and when we got a win, bro, I didn't give a damn how many yards I had. I still was happy about it, and I played running back. And I remember taking the beating. I remember not being able to, the soreness didn't go away till Thursday from a Sunday game. And back then, I was 155 pounds. You know what I mean? The following season, though, I came put 30 pounds off in the, old se- the offseason. season. I felt like lighter. Yeah, I, I, I don't corporate. get it.
1: He, he must not feel like part of the team but
0: because
1: what, because I. I What's he thinking? Like, if you feel part of the team, and but you didn't contribute, you feel bad. Like, hey, man, thanks for getting my back tonight. I didn't play well, but you guys got it done. And there's another game. I'll be better next week. That's what a, what a team-oriented person does or exactly.
0: thinks. And that's exactly what it should be. You know, and you're getting a paycheck. When the paychecks come out, nothing's changed. You got your minus one yard reception, and you're still getting paid the same you got paid the previous week, you know, whatever else. And you're pouting over this, man. Just get glad knowing that you're in one of the most competitive divisions in all of football right now, probably the most competitive division in football, you know, with the Bengals playing the way they are now, and the Cleveland defense they have. Bro, be glad you can scratch out a freaking win, and you're going to cry about it because you weren't a bigger part of the freaking offense. He's upset about the load, about not being a bigger part of the offense, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just, I, you know what? I can't relate either, man. I'm just happy to catch a win if I'm in a team sport, exactly. Especially in the NFL, man, every player would tell you, you know, you know, it's hard to win in this league. I still speak to some guys on occasion; yeah. they tell you yeah. the same thing: it's hard to win in this league. Sounds like cliche,
1: but it is. I don't know who's the leader on that team if they even have one, but whoever it is, got to go talk to him. Like, hey. You get out your feelings, um, get your shit together, get your mind right. We need you. We don't need all this pouting. We won. Yeah. You, you know, whether you got your stats or you got your catches, who freaking cares? We got a game next week to get
0: ready for it. And do something there. Cam Hayward might need to be that guy. He's getting paid the big money. He is the big player on that team. TJ Watt, another big player on that team. Bro, somebody needs to speak to this kid. You Don't gotta be on the offensive side to speak to an offensive player. You just gotta be on the team to speak to a teammate. That's what you need to do. man mm-hmm. anyway, that was just kind of weak, man. I was thinking all along that it was pretty damn weak. Very weak. And, and, weak going AF. Back to it, <laughs> and go week. what do you say? Weak AF. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's that's what it is. And this and he'll try to justify it. I'm sure if someone spoke to him one-on-one, he'll justify what just happened or try to explain it away, and he just can't do it. We saw the body language, man. And now that it's coming out that you did all this deleting it was so forth. But going back a little bit, spinning a little bit on the spin cycle, going back to college basketball for a second. Vanderbilt lost to Presbyterian last night. And I only mention that because Jerry Stackhouse is the head coach of Vanderbilt.
1: You know what I mean? And that's funny. And that skip that skip baseless uh
0: alma mater. <laughs> it was Vanderbilt. Yeah. Vanderbilt's a bro. I've been to that campus, man. That's a hell of a freaking campus, man. Yeah, that here's They're just not good at sports. Oh, no. well, Baseball. <laughs> you got to have a baseball team. Just that The basketball team can be good on occasion, but they lost last night. Presbyterian a few years ago, they don't give football scholarships anymore, but they do give basketball scholarships. But even though giving basketball scholarships is something they do, they don't get that quality of play that even Vanderbilt gets. <laughs> and they, they lost. I watched some of this game. They don't look at these guys like bro, these dudes could actually play at Presbyterian. I don't know who came from the transfer portal if they have any they of those guys. Ran into a bus all then, huh? They, they did, and it was in Vanderbilt. And you see that ugly ass court they have that's been killing me for the last 20 years or more. That court sucks. Okay,
1: but can you imagine you're a fan? You go to that game, yeah.
0: College basketball is getting started. We're losing to Presbyterian. Presbyterian, what? man. We had high hopes in <laughs> <laughs> high apple pie in the sky. But, yeah, man, 68 to 62, and they were down by as many, I believe, as 12, at least when I was watching. It might have been more than that when I wasn't watching. But, yeah, man, <laughs> Presbyterian, hey, you know, they, they, when they left the Big South, they actually – that's when they started getting these um getting rid of the scholarship for football, but I guess basketball still has them. There's, there's, it's much easier to have a basketball team with scholarship players because there's not as many as a whole football roster. But, well, that's the deal. And finally, I guess we could come to this conclusion – Jake Paul is deciding to get back into the ring. He says they asked for it. I'm going to give it to them. What does he mean? He means that Andre August, a cruiserweight who's ranked 322nd in the world, is going to fight him. He's going to fight a boxer because he's, he hears it. You know, you hear these fighting people. I don't listen to the media. I don't listen to people. You listen to people and you hear the media. And you're so if, to he's, saying guy, he,
1: if he, he's saying he wants to win a championship. You don't fight number three hundred and ninety nine. You know what? somebody like somebody top fifty at least. But the, you know what? The deal is with him. He's seven and one. This guy here is 10-1 and one. The deal is yeah, there. You know, those are not real fights.
0: You know what? The, but, football but, players, basketball players. But I'm not him. I'm saying the other guy, Andre, the R.J. August oh. guy that he's fighting. He's ten and one and one. The guy just fought recently, won a decision. This will be his first eight rounder. On top of that, he was off for four years until he had this most previous fight. So you know there's still a little bit of that element of boxing in there, fighting a guy that has a record, but, man, he just started fighting again four years, from a four-year layoff. There you go. You know there's some angle. Now, but check this out, though, and I've said it before when it came to Jake Paul. And you know what? Give a guy his props for being out there and getting the money and getting the eyeballs on him and making the money he's making. But why should he have to fight all of these major guys out there with the record that he has? Mike Tyson didn't fight those kinds of guys in his first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh fight. 10th fight, 15th fight. I'm not like, saying. do the same. I'm
1: not saying top five, top ten, maybe even top twenty. Uh, One I mean, guy I mean. in top fifty, maybe.
0: But in terms of quality, because you talked about they fought. MMA no, guys. no.
1: When you when you when you're going around talking all kind of shit, I can do this, I can do that. I'm a B champ. Blah 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 blah. Then fight somebody. You know what? That's buzz. He has his crowd already. He knows I'm just that saying, he- Don't don't talk shit and then don't. Don't and back don't it up. Anybody. That's what I'm saying. Fight yeah, somebody. And, and this dude's otherwise, otherwise, boxing. you're just talking shit. You're just a bum on the corner.
0: And, and this dude here is a legitimate boxer, Andre August. I haven't watched him fight. I looked at his record. He hasn't fought anybody of substance. But he's been in the boxing ring. He has some experience. I don't know how far back his amateur career may go. He may not have had amateur fights. Same thing like Jake Paul. He hasn't had amateur fights. But then I, st- you know, it's like a lot of boxing purists. They're like. Man, he should just fight this guy. He should fight Canelo. You know that kind of thing. You know, a, a guy with a bunch of fights. And I'm thinking that, yo, know, bro, no other boxer. How about I leave for Tony Hunter, a freaking police officer in his first fight? You know what I'm saying? So these guys weren't fighting guys that were brought in to beat them, but are being picked every fight that he's had. You know what I mean? And but you know, but Jake if he Paul was not a real contender. Right? Exactly, he was not a real he was contender. Pay per view. But show. now Jake Paul is now talking about being a contender. He's going about it the way that boxers do building a record against other boxers who aren't that great. And let's hope for his his sake that he does if he wins this fight and continues to do the boxing thing like he claims, he fights more often and that he increases the talent level of the opponent that he's fighting so that people can take him serious as a boxer and not just a sideshow fighting MMA guys, NBA guys, and kind of sort of boxers like Fury, Tommy Fury. Yeah, well,
1: if he does that, more power to him. But what he should do is put competitive
0: fights on the undercard, not the trash that they show. That's true, too. But to his benefit, at least, he said, you know what? This, is, this isn't about business right now. I'm serious about becoming a contender. a contender." And so he has on zone. It's not pay-per-view. So if you have a DAZN, um subscription, you can watch the fight. If Watch him fight this guy, and I think the eyeballs will be there. He's going to have his core guys, his core people who watched him since he's been on social media. They don't necessarily have to be boxing fans, but because of what he's done over the years, you're going to now have these boxing fans watching and hoping that he loses. He's in a win-win situation. So he's going to get his money, whether it's a pay-per-view fight or whether it's a DAZN fight. He's going to get his money. And I don't know how much it is about money to him now, or is it about to him saying, I'm going to be a champion, just going out and trying to do it. The odds are against him, especially at Cruiserweight. You kidding me. But you know, hey, I guess I just give him credit for going out there fighting, fighting a real fighter and let's see if he continues to fight real fighters or if he gets upset here, does he go back to fighting MMA guys and basketball players? That's the question.
1: <laughs> we have to wait and see. Um, but if he loses it to the number 300 and whatever you said, <laughs> where's that violence? His real boxing career
0: would be over, in my opinion, it, it and he, he'll, always be, he'll always be a circus. You know, and the worst part about it is this comes on the tail end of what happened with Tyson Fury getting knocked down by Nagano uh, and getting knocked down. Now, of course, you have people out there saying Nagano is the real champ. It's a 10-rounder, man. Even if he would have won, he wouldn't have won the title. It was a non-title fight. Now, it does give the buzz for next the next fight, and people took this fight so lightly that about 60,000 pay-per-views for this fight. But I guarantee you if they do get in there a second time, if Fury could beat Usyk, you're talking serious money and serious pay-per-view eyes coming of that next fight they have. That buzz alone was going to bring the people out. So, you know, whatever. Jake Paul loses this fight. Does it end his career, or does he just go back to fighting those guys? We don't know. And um, we'll just have to find out. And from the fight I saw with him and Tommy Fury, man, I was disappointed at his skill set. I thought he had come along a little further than he did.
1: I haven't really watched him, man.
0: You know, I, I haven't. I watched more clips and highlights of what he's done than his actual whole fights. The last fight, not the last fight, but the fight that he had against Fury, I did watch the whole fight because I'm thinking, all right, I want to see this whole thing come together, and it didn't come together. <laughs> and Tommy Fury is, hey, any, you know, people say anybody who gets in that ring deserves credit and to a degree. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you have some people. Come on, man, they make a farce out of it. And it's still, no, we're
1: not, when I heard he's fighting Fury, I'm like, good, he's gonna fight an actual boxer. I said, watch, he's going to lose. And he lost. Oh, yeah, he so, lost. Yeah, he did lose the fight, man. And it was so a clear one.
0: So he went back to, to circus. So I don't <laughs> yeah, watch. i juggling the balls again. But now he has my man coming in. And um, I think it was, what, December 15th, so next month, um, just about a, a, a month from now, a little bit over a month from now, he'll get a chance to go out there and just show that he really means it this time. He wants to be a champ. And we'll find out. And Hold on. Yesterday we talked about the Lakers sending. Oh, you know what? I'm going to remind you. Yeah, you that remember something,
1: man. I knew you got to come with it. <laughs> Give it no, to me. No, no crosshairs. I'm just saying it's <laughs> hilarious. LeBron James tweeted, the basketball game is more than the last two minutes. The the for What happens in the first quarter, second, third, can, can impact the rest of the game. Take your L, man. Stop whining, dude. You're in your 40s now, man. It's not a good look to be whining, dude. Come on. It's, coach, coach, send the video, send the video. Let them know I got fouled. Come on, man. Let it go. Everybody, everybody gets gets filed and doesn't get called from time to time. You don't have to send film to the league. Take your L, bro.
0: And then the league comes back and says, No, nothing did happen at all. Right. <laughs> no, you're wrong.
1: Nothing, nothing to see here.
0: Nothing to see here, <laughs> man. Keep playing. You got a long season, bro. <laughs> But, anyways, yeah, you know what? I was thinking about it. I just can't remember exactly. I knew you had to get at him over it, man. You don't need to get the course hands, though, because there's more that came from. <laughs>
1: yeah, because I saw the tweet after we ended the show yesterday. I was yeah. like, oh, man, if I had seen it before, I would have mentioned it. But so I mentioned it today.
0: Man, so he's um, losing his clout, man. He's losing his clout. He's not getting his calls anymore, even off the court.
1: <laughs> it, I don't know. Maybe he's going to start flopping more. But if they call him for flopping... Now what? Does he get fined? Are there fines for it? I can't remember.
0: I, I don't know. Is it like a I, foul? I know it's a
1: technical foul because I, yeah. I saw two two flops back-to-back opening night in the Knicks game, but I haven't seen it since.
0: Well, because LeBron hasn't been playing in those um, nationally televised games, I guess. He's probably doing his rendition of play dead, roll over. But anyways... <laughs> that will be it for us tonight. The sports bag brothers are about to sign off. It was a pretty doggone good show, getting a chance to kind of like get into the Cisco and Ebert part of it, in addition to the college football and even some basketball. Props to you for powering through. Oh, yo, bro, I think the day is working, man. Props to you for powering through. <laughs> yeah, man, the day yo, cool. When we first came out, man, you sounded like absolute dog trash. You know, yo, seriously, mouth feeling like crap. Couldn't even breathe. But yo, I'm gonna yo give me that sponsorship, bro. <laughs> it's coming, quote did it, bro. Oh man, we we go no commercials, man. We can't have no commercials. I know right? we can't have no commercials, but yo, things changed in a matter of less than an hour, man. Whew. So I can now get a chance to go run after all. So you oh, feel, feel better, bro. All right, bro. So sports podcast saying deuces for tonight. out.